Hey, 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 welcome to your weekly Corner Spady. It's the, uh, uh, it's the Polish coalition, mm-hmm. still in the EU, despite a bunch of panic in Poland suggesting they might leave the EU, even though I think it's completely unfounded. Yep. Both of our names in a recent leak of uh, <laughs> financial documents. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Spady papers, <laughs> where they put the S in a brackets because they rewalled everything to begin with a P. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the other thing that I think is like sus with all this is the branding. <laughs> like, that just sucks. Um, no, it pops. There's um, there's someone who went to um, um, the new school for marketing and mm. now works at the uh, at the CIA. Who's who's coming up with this? <laughs> Rolling out the naming scheme. Someone who uh, who who applied and didn't get a Marvel Cinematic Universe planning job. Yeah, now they're planning out the uh, the schedule, the, the, the paper episodes. cinematic universe. Who in the Eternals is going to be deaf and who's going to mm. be Indian? The real Eternals is called capitalism, guys. Ooh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about the Pandora Papers, the leaks. Yep. Uh, um, possibly Wait, also, the, Pandora is the right word. Yeah, Pandora. What in or, Panama is the first? In order, Panama, uh-huh. Pan- Paradise. Uh-huh. Uh, Pandora. Those are the names of my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are, they are definitely like that. Is definitely uh, um, that's kind of like uh, Milo from Trash Future has the great bit about like uh, a certain kind of posh English woman or like posh English people where all the all the women have dogs' names and all the dogs have women names. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you'd meet a dog called Samantha being walked by a woman called Tittles. <laughs> That's the real um, cultural Marxism. Yeah. Rich, yeah, yeah. rich people can name themselves whatever they want. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this shit. And um, God, we got a lot of stuff like the the, the nature and history of uh, um, tax havens. We're also going to talk about like, I think the meta narrative of these leaks as well as um, how it's all big fucking up. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to talk about considering, I mean... I guess they're what, like a thousand pages each, so there should be something. In oh there god, to hang talk on. About. We have we have a measurement in. Um, so Pandora Papers is eleven point nine million leaked documents, two point nine terabytes. Oh. Of uh, it is the it is genuinely the largest, um, in terms of raw data, as far as I know, and it also. Um, the Panama Papers, for example, was called Panama Papers because it came from one firm in Panama, um, Mons- uh, Mossack Fonseca is the name of the firm, but the Pandora Papers comes from, I believe, 49 different firms mm. or something like that, 49 or 39. Uh, cut. It comes from multiple, um, and that's kind of like the big shit there. So... I've never read these <laughs> or, or anything about them, really. No, like no, like no one. Uh, I mean, that's genuinely the work of the what is it? The International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, the the ICIJ or something. Yeah, um, they 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 get these leaks a lot earlier than when they come forward with them because it is eleven point nine million leaked documents, and it's 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 a tactic that the russian or has been described in the russian context as hack and dumps Hmm. of just like go in smash and grab and then drop it somewhere Hmm. in the laps of a bunch of journalists um which is is what happens and therefore it takes 
it can take a very long time to actually like go through all that and find the incriminating bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And the incriminating bullshit to me seems like, again, my interpretation is this is really sketchy and then they have to do an asterisk, but it's kind of technically legal. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> like they have to say like, yeah, I guess to avoid libel or anything. Yeah. Like they're just like, this is all legal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they try to be like, but if you do too much or too um, too garishly, maybe, yeah. then it's tax evasion, which is illegal. But it's all technically legal. The, 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 I mean, the, the liberal imagination of the, the Goldilocks zone of capitalism, right? Of just the <laughs> like, uh, uh, not, too, not too much, not too little, not too hot, too, not too cold. Just, you know, do it right. Yeah. And then everything will be fine. Why do you keep... Um, breaking all these unwritten rules that are actually totally legal for you to do and there's no consequences for it and you just personally enrich yourselves. Why Why do you keep doing this? So what are some of the, if you know, like the the, the plays in the playbook, like put all your wealth somewhere else, Yep. have a business, mm-hmm. like make purchases through these offshore banks so yep. that no one actually knows you bought it or how you bought it or how much you spent on it. Yeah, so a lot of things like that can come from um so yeah the the big one is just like putting my money in a place that has like little or no taxes so i don't pay the tax man then it's buying the offshore company so that i can buy stuff that isn't attached to my name and that can be again for tax dodging reasons or um i shouldn't be buying this Mm. stuff so like bitcoin on all counts which i mean honestly (laughs) when we get into the history we're, we're we're living in an exciting time and then the um i guess like the the kind of egregious one or like the, the big one but again probably totally legal because the world sucks is the um buying the offshore shell company to then buy stuff while i'm a sitting member of like government and there's supposedly meant to be like limits on what i purchase mm-hmm. it's also like a, a a fun way to funnel a bunch of lobbying stuff that could happen or corruption stuff of just like no no i i wasn't involved in like cozying up to like the german auto industry that was like bullshit dot ink yeah. uh, company innocently in the Br- british virgin islands yeah 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 like only if you're rich enough you can literally define and incorporate an old me and you're like, that was the old me. Yeah, <laughs> Legally, yeah. that was the old me. Legally speaking. <laughs> Legally, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm on record as saying old me trash. <laughs> the lawyer is in court trying to tell me, legally, you are back on your bullshit. And I say, no, <laughs> legally, that is a different person. I'm not back on anything. <laughs> I'm doing it again, but... <laughs> I'm a new person. Um, these are evil, evil island boys. These are the worst kinds of island boys. These are the worst kind of island boys. Um, but what's funny about yeah. it, um, if I can start going into my history sure. spiel, is that like um, all the stuff you know, billionaires do, powerful companies do. Mm-hmm. There's on the one hand a lot of the whether it's an explainer video and how it enters into the press is like <laughs> oh this is bad that this happens it's a loophole in society that will never That's, be that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a very conveniently placed loophole and it's that like oh really the, just the bad people do it and on the to the, the second point first it's like if you're not doing this like if you're not uh, 
it's almost like if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win, even though this isn't, again, legally not cheating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not just like, oh, like the bad actors who are doing it, who are taking advantage yeah. of this, you know, <laughs> of this. We built a door and now people are illegally entering a room. Like, yeah, the, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a re- like, it didn't just like happen to be there. Like, this was constructed over time to be, to, yeah. to fulfill certain needs. Why, capitalism. why, why even, like your your bourgeois capitalist papers that are totally fine with the system or will like emphasize that it's legal I, I, like one of the names like, like, not to spoil ahead but one of the names mentioned in the paper is like tony blair and like <gasps> what yeah and the guardian is just like really batting for him like they're willing to like drag the names of everyone else involved in it through the mud but like tony blair ah that was fine he was just buying a house or something um the, the like but even the even the papers who are like critical of it and stuff i guess like the guardian is like they, they are like mm-hmm. even though they're like willing to insist it is legal they are critical of it the 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 reason they view it as cheating i think in their explainer video they literally called it cheating um but reminding you it was legal they they do correctly recognize that this is a, something you can do, something legally can do, but not everyone can do because you. Right. It, it's it requires a certain level of financial access yeah. to pay for these like money managers or handling companies or services that like, and that only really becomes a problem if you are someone who's ideologically believed that this was ever a fair system yeah, to yeah, begin right, with, right. that we all start from the same position. Yeah. But even saying not everyone can afford to do it, again, it implies this like good people, bad people, when it's yeah. literally just, you must be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> it's not like, a, oh, you're like a, you're too tall. And it's like, no, literally, I, I have enough money. So I unlock new features. Yeah, basically. It reminds <laughs> me of like the funniest part of the uh, uh, GDR Museum in Berlin, which is still the museum I recommend to everyone. I think it's one of the best museums here. But there is a bit about like the elite of the GDR. And it was just like a plaque being like, the elite in the GDR had access to goods and services and luxuries the common people did not have. It was like, wow, wild, crazy world that must have fucking been. <laughs> what an alien, strange concept. The East Germans, uh, when they're reunifying, they should have held out the bargaining for the adrenochrome. They, they, they accepted the first offer of bananas yep. and caved too quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, should have, uh, you should have held out for that, like, island gifted you by cuba actually being a part and turning it into a tax haven yeah yeah um so i think to go back to the history side of things like again the tax haven maybe in popular reporting and maybe there's a good reason for this um and in just the kind of popular consciousness is that it's a just like a loophole to be exploited and b that it's like maybe like a asterisk or footnote in the general like how capitalism functions like it's a dark corner when if you really look at it they are like the cornerstone of the post-world war ii economic system even more arguably than the 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 traditional narrative of the like post-war strong welfare state turning to deregulation in the 1970s because like Tax havens go through both those systems, and they're a, a key part of the international economy in both those systems. Um, someone writing about this a lot is the historian Vanessa Ogle. Um, I will link. T- we should put her papers in the mm. show notes because um, she really, I think, makes a pretty compelling argument, which is that, like, 
a first of all like capitalism and i mean other people make this argument too capitalism needs like this kind of uneven uh landscape that's how like investment and and capital can basically function um to you know accumulate Mm. and the original system before tax havens that did this was the empire like british empire like you know it was really rich as cecil Rhodes, and so like (laughs) you would have like you could like technically put your company in like london or in south africa or rhodesia or wherever depending on where however it worked best with taxes and all of that and so it was when like that already existed as a system and that's not like the loophole these are the uh richest most basically most powerful people in the world and primarily the UK, but also France and other countries are doing it with their colonial empires. Um, the Netherlands, they, this is like, this is like what, right? The birth of like modern imperial capitalism and like having a place to hide money and do stuff off the books yeah. is like baked in from the very beginning. Mm. And so it's only with the like end of empire decolonization, um, especially ramping up after world war two, that tax havens are like, oh, we just need a new way to do this. And it's yeah. not coinc- and it's not a coincidence that like quote unquote offshore tax havens are just like smaller colonies. Like yeah, so yeah. you move your your stuff from South Africa to the Cayman Islands or well, yeah, like, to Bermuda. They're all a lot of them are actually literally colonies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um Freeman doesn't know there is like a UN resolution that's like that did try to get rid of colonies that like no one effectively listened to except for like france was kind of like weirdly into it uh, um that that's why like reunion which is an island off the coast of madagascar is like not considered a colony because france was like well this is the rules the un says so so now you can like vote for a representative here or whatever like it, it is a part of france but the uk did keep a bunch of like bullshit like you're still part of the uk you don't send anyone to parliament though uh, um, and you don't vote for anything that happens in the UK. Yeah. Um, even fucking Gibraltar. Right. Still yeah, like yeah, that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So two things, because one, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like we cannot stop emphasizing that like when the guardian or something is like talking about <laughs> these tactics that these, you know, Russian leaders can find exotic places to hide their money. Like the British Virgin <laughs> Islands. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it seems like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have you might be some part of the system. Yeah, just, anyone, uh, just shouting in the, the editorial room of the garden. Does anyone know who runs that again? <laughs> uh who does who's the, this? Um yeah, and another good example is like the Antilles in for the Netherlands, like places in the Caribbean. But it's interesting you mentioned France because they don't have as many islands, but that's basically why Switzerland and Luxembourg become what they do because yep. that's like the French version. It's like these little we like like all have one. <laughs> that's what you get. This is this is like that's that's like this is this is why Eastern Europe is like behind because they don't have the like the money crimes micro stage. <laughs> it like literally everyone gets one in Western Europe. Spain gets Andorra. Mm. Italy gets San Marino. The German speaking world gets Liechtenstein. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Luxembourg's just like the town bicycle or whatever. Just like <laughs> anyone can have a go here. Uh, um, I don't know what the Nordics do. Presumably something. Yeah. But like Cyprus is also a giant one. Malta to a lesser extent. 
but yeah like it's just like the dignified thing to be like if you're a proper western european country also conveniently one as you're saying with a colonial past you get like a little bullshit microstate. actually yeah sorry france is monaco yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> and there's like it, there's also like documented examples of people like yeah like rich industrialists moving from a colony and then like like from i don't know indonesia and then they're like well, why would I go back to the Netherlands where now they're going to tax me to do a welfare state? I'm just going to move to Curacao or whatever. Like, I'm going to yeah. move. Like, I'm going to... I like this arrangement we have here. Why would I move back to the Netherlands? Now, there's there's even, like, modern examples of this. We've covered a mega Rika before. One second. The richest guy from Norway. Um, richest man in Norway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Jon Fridriksson. Uh, who's like he's involved in like oil and fisheries and stuff. Um, we did him before very early Mega Rica, and he he literally uh, um, pieced out of Norway. He he <laughs> he's like gave up his citizenship and he now uh, is a citizen of Cyprus. For like he came up with the whole bullshit reason of I cannot do business here. It's it sucks. <laughs> Everyone's trying to hold me down. Uh um and so I go to Cyprus where they respect business yeah. and tax me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's min min kampf in uh <laughs> Norwegian Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, like there there's also like examples like British tax law, a lot of the legal precedents just go back to the colonial period. Like oh, it's yeah, there's already 100%. like that's the that's the system. Yeah. No, there's a uh, this is all funneled through um the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, um uh, I think it's I I've, I've forgotten which way it goes, but there is a part of London which is not a part of London. Uh and I can't remember if it's called the London City or the City of London. I think it might be the city of London and London city is the actual thing. Mm-hmm. And the city of London is like this. The city of London is the, like the facilitator of bringing the money from the metropole to these outskirts and kind of mm-hmm. like controlling and managing that. Um, 100% what that does. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a way like why I think the, I um, saying, the point I was getting to is like that hasn't changed since like the fucking fire of London. It was like the 1600s or whatever. Like, There's just like, and again, I encourage you to read, um, they're a little dense, the the Ogle um, papers in the description because there's a really good like uh, argument that takes something like globalization that people kind of assume they're like, oh, I, I intuitively understand that in the 90s, whatever, like, like borders came down, the world is flat or whatever. And like, First of all, the more you think about tax havens, the more you think about, well, okay, that's not really true, like, because there always has to be, again, this, like, lumpiness, unevenness, whatever the experts call it, in capitalism. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side of the argument is that, like, okay, well, so if the lumpiness, like, already existed from before, like... The, we, it was already kind of globalized. Like, mm. what, what is colonialism but going way over on the other side of the globe and <laughs> doing what you want? Like, to act or to really buy into or to put too much weight into the globalization um, narrative mm. is really to, like, kind of be a little bit of a sucker. Like, it's not that different from things before. Like, capital can circulate. So it was, like, to to buy into the globalization argument too much is to basically assume that the post 90s oh like the the world is flat is some unique thing when the world is always flat for capital since it like mm. basically um broadened to the world stage 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Like ever since like God, like ever since it left the Netherlands for the UK, <laughs> basically, right? Yeah. And the other interesting aspect of this is that at the same time this transition's going on, like, yeah, okay, there's a lot of similarities, but but it's still also interesting that it switches from an empire you know being the the place to stash your money and it's not just money right we're talking about offshore banks we're talking about tax havens flags of convenience and shipping mm. uh even something like the rise of the euro market the the prehistory of the of the of the formal euro yeah Ogle talks like basically outlines how that's all <laughs> like tied into this system not surprisingly Starts around the time like France starts losing colonies, basically. <laughs> like immediately. We need to buy we, Yeah, break break in case of emergency. There's <laughs> yeah, a glass. Break there. in case of losing <laughs> French Indochina. Um it's just interesting that all of that's happening and it's creating this uh new version of the global economy. And at the same time, state individual states are doing things like welfare programs and higher taxation. Mm. And it's like, especially today as like whatever, a left wing agitation or argument that we should return to something like that it's like that was always that's by definition less powerful right that like yeah, circumscribed yeah. within the state that's like has that can't pl- play by the same rules that this like super uh, super state a global economy does so it's always like you're playing with a rigged i mean you're playing with a rigged deck yeah kind absolutely. of from the beginning yeah, yeah, yeah and that was almost like given to you like you know what i mean that's not like um it's not like the global economy countered with tax havens once you came up with that very good idea of doing welfare and stuff it's like no at the same time that all this stuff's happening like we we still have <laughs> like yeah, a global economy yeah, yeah. outside of the the control of an individual state that they can't reach yeah yeah well it's it's your classic like it's your classic example of i don't know when this rallying call came about but like you know, capital is international, therefore worker solidarity, or mm-hmm. therefore like decent left wing movement should be as well. Like, because that's that's yeah. like that's I feel like that's a slogan. Yeah, that must that's older than tax havens. Mm-hmm. The concept that that was that was a slogan invented in the time right. of empire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got on the history. You want to talk about the CIA? <laughs> 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 Another force that uh, that really came into its own after World War II. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Actually, I, before we get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about the meta narrative. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is not that unrelated. Not unrelated. Definitely, definitely connective tissue there, and also not unrelated to what we're talking about there, because it it's definitely feeds into the whole just like. Uh, um, like how the Guardian is handling it. So the reason why uh, I think there was a lot of pushback against the cynicism of left Twitter towards uh, um, when this came out. This was mm. this was quite recent. I, I feel like this episode is quite late, but the Pan- Pandora leaks was October third, so not doing too bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same fucking month. Get off my case. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's the situation of just like I, I fucking just could not handle it. Like personally, I was just like pissed. Of if you if you do not go around, if you do not live your day to day life knowing that every rich person, every person in power is doing these things, when there is zero consequences for doing it, everything telling you you should sometimes even just like assumed or baked in because a lot of these people just have like money and asset managers who just like 
as far as the rich person is concerned, that's just a black box. Mm-hmm. Like, I, oh, I got a guy because, you know, what my other rich friend told me he was a good guy for this. And he's the good guy for this just does this anyway. Like, it's like it's 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 completely automatic but like if you don't go around your life assuming this is exactly what all of them do then you're like you're a fucking group like you've been played you've bought into this idea that capitalism somehow works or is it an equal or fair game for all rather than like you said a rigged deck um so like the specifics are kind of nice and kind of interesting but they're not earth-shattering like before we start recording yep. i showed rob the Guardian's explainer video for this. And it's not an explainer video for the Pandora Papers. It's the explainer video for the concept of an offshore bank account. <laughs> like, <laughs> there was literally like a section being like, why rich? Pe- why would rich people do this? <laughs> like as if the person who made the video was personally offended. <laughs> yeah, if, if you watched it and you're like, I had no idea rich people could do this. It's like, okay, now we have to do something. It's, I think you have to accept that. It's yeah, not really yeah, like, telling you anything you don't know. Even if it's uh you get you get some juicy details. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. nice you it's it's honestly it's good gossip. <laughs> this is this is actually this is something that um this is something that I am personally proud of this podcast for doing because while I think especially after coming off the back of recording that particular bonus episode that we recorded (laughs) that we are like a very stupid podcast (laughs) in a lot of ways we are not mind-numbingly patronizing Mm. like i don't know how anyone listens or like reads the guardian or listens to npr or whatever these kind of like mainstream good liberal sources are like Vox, I think is another yeah, great example. Yeah. It's like, and not just be driven insane because you're being talked to like a fucking child. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think the um, the truth is that everyone who watches those videos doesn't think they're the audience. They imagine themselves explaining it like they do in the video to someone who, whose attention they can grab. So it's like, you're not the child, you're another potential you know know-it-all teacher or, yeah, or yeah, parent this, yeah, like it, you can be condescending like that to other people and yeah. it's like so like watching Va, like Gar- guardian vox all these things are like <laughs> it's like your click of dickheads and yeah. you, you could all like you could all be like that and so everyone like it's like you're getting good tips <laughs> you're, you're rehearsing uh, uh ways you can talk about this to your friends and family who yeah. might be I don't know, believe in conspiracy theories or fake news or yeah, whatever, it's, whatever, it's, whatever it might be. It's not patronizing for kids. It's patronizing because it's a, it's a teaching aid. It's teaching materials that you mm. would then supposedly pass on to people that you as a good yeah, liberal yeah, think yeah, are yeah. kids. Even. And it, it lines up with a lot of other like, you know, uh, progressive liberal pathologies, which is like, oh, very well said. Like it's yeah. like there doesn't have to be an audience, just like the craft of saying it, which again is all like tied into you're always assuming you're like, you know, you Front could all you could, you could also get up on stage and explain yeah. it. Oh, it's mm. anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's just I can't understand. I, I I a little offside, but like one of the um Vox is actually kind of having some problems at the moment because Uh-oh. trouble in paradise. Yeah, yeah, because they did this thing of like, okay, we'll build up amongst our staff like these kind of like celebrity creators type mm-hmm. of things, and they had like a, a a pretty decent YouTube series called Uncharted where they had this like one uh, formerly Mormon uh, um, pretty boy like go to these parts of the world that like are rarely gone to right and it was good it was very visually entertaining and stuff to just like have on the ground camera footage of this stuff that like 
it's a nice supplement to like a Wikipedia article or whatever. But it is very patronizing. And the problem Vox is having at the moment is like, we've built up these celebrities. And it's like, cool, we're leaving and starting our own <laughs> personal YouTube channel, which this guy has done. And he started a mini series where he's like specifically focusing on Cyprus mm-hmm. because it's like a very interesting place or whatever. But it is like incredibly condescending bullshit. Like he's, he's taken the Vox style with him because mm-hmm. I worked for him. Uh, um, so that's... This is all just coming back to me right now. <laughs> so, um, Kieran has a has a two point seven terabit or terabyte um, collection of stream of consciousness memories of him watching various explainer YouTube videos over the past ten plus years. Time I'm never getting back, <laughs> purely because my wife used to work nights and it was just like, what the fuck is on YouTube? Um, so, I have a question for you. Okay. If everyone knows how capitalism works already, wh- who would want to release this? No, <laughs> For no, what reason? Not ready to talk no, about okay. that yet. Give me, <laughs> give me some more time here. Because the other, okay, so the other like meta narrative stuff about this is again, as Rob's kind of pointing out, that like it's a bit rich coming from the Guardian when like uh, um, this, like all of this is being facilitated largely by London, by the government of the UK. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, I I recommend uh, uh, taxjustice.net have a, um, what is it called again? The Financial Secrecy Index, which is their response to the very stupid uh, Corruption Perceptions Index by Transparency Transparency International, uh, which is a stupid fucking index because it's literally asking people, do you think your government is corrupt? And like... (laughs) No one in the UK thinks their government is corrupt, even though fucking is. Anyway, <laughs> this is this measures like how secretive thing uh, various countries and political entities are about like their financial dealings and their government. And obviously, like Switzerland is number three currently. Blah blah blah. Very obvious. But one of the things they do, I believe in you, Switzerland. You can get up to number <laughs> one. One of the things they do is that in their list, in their rankings, they highlight all the countries that the UK has effectively control over. (laughs) And uh, it's the number one spot in the Cayman Islands. It's uh, number nine with the British Virgin Islands. It's number 11 and 12 with Guernsey and the United Kingdom itself, (laughs) respectively. Jersey, the Bahamas, Gibraltar, Bermuda, Isle of Man, Mauritius... All of those like have some sort of mm. like financial control by the UK. Imagine a member of the House of Lords drinking a mojito on the deck of a yacht saying, we're all looking for the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's just very rich. I also like the thing that I kind of get annoyed about with these things is that very little action has been done. For example, with the Pandora Papers, one of the things that we did think was going to happen, because polls were kind of telling us what, was that one of the people named in Europe was Andre Babish from the Czech Republic. And it looked like in the polls, his party was actually going to suffer because of this. Uh, Because this actually came out just before um, election season had like officially started, basically. Um, People knew the election was coming, but, you know, it's Europe. And... Took a dive in the polls, blah, blah, blah. But now he's, he, he came out on top. His party came out on top. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not like there's still 
worries in the Czech Republic because no other party's willing to work with him and he's not got an outright majority. Mm-hmm. But he did a lot better than the polls thought and like it, there is like no consequences. And there was very little consequences for the Panama Papers, the Paradise Papers. People correctly pointed out that when Jeremy Corbyn uh, um, said that we should investigate David Cameron and his dad for him being named, I believe in Pandora, possibly, uh, not Pandora, sorry, uh, uh, Panama or Paradise, I can't remember. Like the British press called for Jeremy Corbyn to resign for even mentioning this. <laughs> like it, it's just shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. None of this actually matters. Shut the fuck up. And um, one of the things that we were talking about before the mic, before we started about this, is like the amount of fanfare this gets from big publications. Like it's the Guardian in the UK, which I think is also like grabbing a lot of uh, attention, but um. There's uh, participating media outlets. For example, uh, um, Germany had three um, Süddeutsche Zeitung, Westdeutsche Rundfunk, Neudeutsche Rundfunk were all the uh, uh, the publications here. Radio France, uh, um, ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, that's the state media. Uh, um, like these are big, 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 big publications giving this fanfare. But like, this fanfare is not reserved for other leaks that happen that are sometimes more important or like we've seen the material effects. I'm namely thinking of the Afghanistan leaks yeah. that uh, I believe it was 2019 showed that like the entirety of the US's and its allies project in Afghanistan was a farce and nothing was working and money was just being siphoned out of that country while like no infrastructure i think the main thing was there was no military readiness by the uh, supposed afghan troops we were training and lo and behold fucking 2021 happens the pullout happens and the entire press acts like they were caught with their pants down mm. and not like this thing that was warned about in advance yeah i i think a good comparison and it's almost like a general category of u.s intelligence leaks mm. where um uh, Edward Snowden can't go back to the U.S. and Chelsea Manning is in and out of prison, right? Yeah, Versus yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, that's they and Assange seem... <laughs> in general as well. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Versus, I mean, you know, it, if you're driving a car in Malta, you, you have to be careful. But like the U.S., the U.S. government and U.S. like, <laughs> um, I was going to call them state media, but come on, I don't want to go too far. <laughs> but like, you know. <laughs> such publications um there's a stark difference between them like kind of openly circulating and 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 pushing these leaks versus uh some of the violent backlash to the other ones um yeah the uh uh, the u.s media involved in this actually just to paint a picture um the guardian as well because the the u.s wing of the guardian uh um frontline pbs mcclatchy mcclatchy Miami Herald and the Washington Post. Hmm. They, they they were involved in this, as well as what I'm assuming is a Spanish language American publication, El Nuevo Herald. Um, might be a mistake in there. Oh no, it's just Southeast Florida. Oh no, it's in Spanish. No, never mind. Um, I was right. But the uh, yeah. So I think we can get into just the like, is this an off? <laughs> of course it is <laughs> the answer is yes you fucking idiots <laughs> so so the first par- uh, panama papers came out in 2016 right yeah so do you think within the agency there's like competing two competing groups maybe they even have like you know friendly water cooler uh jostling and stuff between 
the uh, the group that orchestrates the the financial papers leaks and the group that runs the Brooklyn podcasts. And they're seeing like who's <laughs> which yeah, one? <laughs> CIA West, CIA East. It's the the the, the, uh, <laughs> the CIA East is sending a, a New Yorker review of the Chapo to CIA West. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever um do you ever see the fine like the basically like the final or penultimate scene of like uh um the the good seasons of like arrested development? Um yes. I where they're they're just like uh uh <laughs> where's like CIA West is like, do we did we have a construction guy uh uh working in Iraq with Saddam? Was he an asset of ours? Uh-huh. And I was like, No, I don't think so. Hang on, let me just check with CIA East. He just leans <laughs> over the desk. It was like, We have that. It was like, you can just search this name. It's like, oh yeah, he's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> this guy they've been chasing for like three years was like under their employ, uh, or like was a patsy of theirs. Yeah, it's um okay, okay. So <laughs> let's let's talk about the op aspect of this um no yanks mm. zero yanks mm. mentioned i mean this. can't get them they're just they're uh, they're, 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 they're they're good boys they're, they're they, they don't good. do any crimes they don't do any financial crimes um united states is number two on the financial secrecy index wow. oh okay well it's, it's all through delaware though. fuck like, you switzerland yeah <laughs> um yeah, because like anyone doesn't know, like the U.S. uses its kind of like federal aspects to kind of like do its tax dodging. Like it's it's Delaware just basically has like the same kind of financial secrecy laws as yeah. Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, learning what we did about tax havens today, I'm surprised. Like, if they if they come out of colonies, I'm surprised the U.S. can is good at uh, yeah <laughs> is, is good well, at like, doing it. I'm pretty sure they the um. I would not be surprised that like things like Guam are mm. involved in oh, this yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but the so that's one aspect. Uh, it's also worth pointing out that like um, up on the top of the list is I believe the number one nation for uh, our nationality mentioned in the Pandora Papers is Russian. Um, got him. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Uh, um, which includes big people, big hitters. Um, what what else is it like? Ukraine is also mentioned, and that's kind of viewed as a backlash to like not instituting a lot of like pro Western reforms fast enough. Basically, uh, um, Panama Papers similarly also targeted a lot of Russian and Chinese individuals, and uh, one of the, one of the most damning things I, I I found, or one of the most interesting things I found, was a, a comment that whistleblower Bradley Birkenfeld made, who's um he served some time in prison for whistleblowing, particularly financial whistleblowing. Um, he used to work in Switzerland. He exposed a bunch of like people Americans tax dodging via Switzerland. Uh, he got like a huge payout from like uh, um the tax office in the states. I forgot the name of it. Um. So like he's considered like this expert and he's quoted as saying the very fact that we see these names surface that are direct quote unquote enemies of the United States, Russia, China, Pakistan, Argentina, and we don't see one U.S. name. Why is that? He asked. Then speculation that the damage done to friendly leaders like then British Prime Minister David Cameron was simply collateral damage. Quote, quite frankly, my feeling is that this is certainly an intelligence agency operation. Um, as Rob kind of talked about the other class of like leaks that have occurred in American history and recent American history of like um, reality winner, um, Snowden, 
I've forgotten her name. Chelsea Manning. <laughs> Just blanked on me there for We're even going back to the Vietnam War. That's also like... Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Like it's, it's, it's nothing new, but like in this kind of like digital era, I guess we could we can kind of like maybe make that kind of like distinction at least. These all exist in like a digital era. Same with like Julian Assange to a certain extent. Um, although he's more like internationally wanted than just US. Um, they're all like chased, hounded, slandered um in general while there are no calls to find who did this mm. uh, um not any like not even warnings of like oh this is good but beware of foreign nefarious agendas mm-hmm. and things like that That's, right 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 they're like almost like knee-jerk necessary reaction yeah. thing to anything even remotely critical of views you mentioned dude twitter and facebook would ban you for posting anything about hunter biden's yes! leaks the from his computer hunter biden shit <laughs> god fucking damn yeah for anyone who doesn't know like okay so the hunter biden stuff is a great example of like i think mostly of how embed uh, um, American military intelligence is with the press because the reason that was banned. What? <laughs> yeah, the reason that was banned was because a bunch of former FBI and CIA people basically claimed, "Oh, it was fake," and therefore no major publications ran with it. Like, okay, maybe Breitbart or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then similarly, also got Facebook and Twitter to just like uh, automatically delete if you posted anything about it. Mm. as as best as they could technically didn't do that and since then that's all been proved to be legit like it was 100 percent like proven legit um um it actually wasn't because they thought it would you know harm it, it's not because the the deep state wanted uh joe biden to be president it's because they couldn't let the information get out there that you know that white boy was swagging so much <laughs> <laughs> the morale of this country will fall if we see the size of hunter biden's dick yeah, yeah. um uh. god it was so fucking stupid um yeah so like it, it's also worth pointing out that uh, other much more intelligent people than us have pointed this out that um after after the snowden leak um god what was that that was during 2012 2012 yes 2013 it was obama's presidency yeah yeah um after the snowden leak some people in uh, relatively high up in journalistic circles correctly pointed out that i do think these kind of like digital uh uh what i called earlier uh what's been called online hack and hack and dumps are going to become more common we as journalists need to set up like standards on how we report on these things because it's it's different from the Vietnam era of like whatever call me deep throat or whatever like the, the of like getting this contact who then relays to a journalist not only the information but their interpretation of the information they like they walk their hand through the stuff right um now we get this situation where you hackers smash and grab a bunch of files and then literally just throw it at journalists to like here look at this it takes them a long time to actually sort through it and people from like fa- uh, um i think it's like fact.org and stuff like that factchecker.org correctly pointed out that like we need to be cautious about reporting this because we are journalists we are not um we're not economists we're not like military intelligence blah 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 we need to kind of like we have to report this with a grain of salt. We have to mention that there might be nefarious purposes behind this, you know, state actors, blah, blah, blah. 
all of that is completely absent from <laughs> any reporting of Pandora, Panama, Paradise, but also not absent, not absent from any reluctant reporting of like the Afghanistan leaks or uh, um, the Assange leaks was another one where like uh, a bunch of files got revealed that like all these various attempts to kill Julian Assange were leaked. Um, <laughs> Exploding cigar, things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> the, the, the Castro playbook. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Getting a bunch of mob bosses. <laughs> Weirdly, in, in, in Julian Assange's neighborhood is a bunch of dodgy casinos <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, um, this just, just occurred to me, so yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um I forgot Daniel Ellsberg. I, I couldn't remember the name. The Pentagon Papers was the leak that described what was going on in the U.S. Yeah. Which is the original PP. Yeah. And I wonder if this is like a weird limited hangout of like, of course, more PP papers. Is it a Disney Frozen situation? <laughs> How does that relate to Disney Frozen? Do you, not, do you not know the Disney Frozen conspiracy? No. That the movie Disney Froze, Frozen was called <laughs> Frozen because now you can't Google about Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen oh, because now the movie will just come wow, up. Wow, I believe that. <laughs> you can't type Disney Frozen into Google anymore without just getting the movie. Huh. Yeah. No, I think they name it as a subtle reference to the Pentagon Papers to be like, yep, that's just another... It's another one of the series. Another thing that we celebrate for for, yeah. for being out there. You know, they like that's the limited hangout portion of it. Absolutely. And it's... it's um, it's It just sucks so much. Like, and, and none, of this, none of this is to say that the stuff that's revealed is fake. Mm-hmm. It is real. Yeah. Uh, it is 100% real. Um, but oftentimes will come to uh, uh, maybe at convenient moments will be particularly targeted towards countries that don't necessarily play ball with the United States. Um, I also would posit the idea that some friendly actors to the United States are thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, you, you use the phrase collateral damage earlier, yes. which is like, wh- why or like, is that to make it look good or is it because um, doing quick math, Almost just over two weeks before this leak, the French government had recalled their ambassador from the U.S. And so it's like, <laughs> fuck you. We can still do this shit to you. Yeah. Um, like, why the collateral damage? Or is it just they don't? You know what I mean? Is it just to create, like, paint more of a world picture? Or is it maybe, honestly, it could be the U.S. just, like, flexing on you. Like, remember your place. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, there's that. There's also the concept of, like... Um, well, we just have to make it look more real. Yeah, yeah. It, wait, it, uh, wait, wait. Can I say my, my catchphrase? Sure. <clears throat> they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other side would... Uh, 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 I think the other thing is, like, think about every other time the U.S. government uses the term collateral damage. They're willing to, like... <laughs> yes, yes. They're willing to like temporarily embarrass David Cameron for a couple of weeks. If they're willing to do that, if they're willing to like kill an entire Afghan wedding party, like it's true. Yeah, true. So Jesus, the, I think the, the other thing that like some good articles have pointed out, there's, there's one in Jacobin uh, uh, by uh, Branko Marchetic, Marchetic. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Uh, um, 
but he also correctly points out that investigations by the Guardian themselves, who they'll never link this investigation to the Pandora Papers or whatever, but they they did reveal before in the past that like one of a, one out of every four hackers in the world is basically tied to the CIA in some way, whether they are just the CIA or just contracted to them at some point or another. They're so, all in a big hype house in Langley. Yeah, pretty the Langley hype house. <laughs> what is the CIA if not like a hype house for? Uh, um, doing statecraft, <laughs> the so it, it's 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 always something to be suspect of, and one thing that actually struck out to me when doing the initial research for this episode um, was, I went back to the like Pandora Papers section of theguardian.com because when this first dropped, they had like a bunch of their names. Uh, they're like this is the pandora papers that's happening and also you know any good person who makes content knows when you start a podcast you have to have like at least three episodes recorded already <laughs> when you're going to do this new feature of the guardian you have to have four articles ready to go mm. of like some of the big names and they did so i like i saw that when it first came out kind of made my takes that i'm kind of like expressing to you now that hasn't really changed since i've just read more up about it before uh, <laughs> before spewing it and then but I went back today to see, oh, maybe there's some new stuff. They're doing slow drip reveal, keep people interested, or it takes a long time to go through that much data. And one of the things I saw that had been tied Pandora Papers is there was something along the lines of like Biden White House points to the closing down. Uh, like we need to do something about these like tax havens. And I can't help but look at this and think about the fact that my country has reluctantly agreed to the 15% global tax Ah. that like this kind of does seem conveniently in line with like biden's kind of global agenda of like harmonizing namely tax rules across at least the oecd Hmm. um well is so is is it as simple as china's doing better at tax havens now than us so now i want to (laughs) (laughs) we shouldn't have them anymore yeah i want to take the ball and go home yeah you see the hypersonic missile thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can beat us in fucking ballistics technology, but they're not fucking beating those attacks, Athens. Um Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just comes to mind a little bit that, like, if we saw... Um, there's been a bit of a gap between Paradise and Pandora. Uh, mm-hmm. Pandora is 2021. Pandora, uh, Paradise is 2017. So, I don't know. Maybe Maybe there's, like, a grand unifying theory of the, like... Uh, uh, the hack and dump uh, leaks being a tool of a democratic presidency. <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> that. Like the both Paradise and Pandora is a, a, a um, delayed result of Obama's presidency. Mm. <laughs> but like, like, they just they there was just pl- there were so many like dumps like waiting on uh, Trump's desk that he just didn't sign off on. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just just never got to it, or he directed them to just like. Yeah, do a do a sixteen terabyte dump on uh, all like emails ever sent at Vanity Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and someone at CI is like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll get out right on that." <laughs> like, there, yeah, there's probably like a button that will like release that dump somewhere in Langley <laughs> that they're just like, if Trump follows up on this, just press this button. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, he actually acts to see my work or whatever. Um, that said. There is good gossip. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty oh, fun. Yeah. Let's play in the mud a little bit. Here. <laughs> yeah, we we can run through. We have a few uh, a few few names that uh, you may have heard before mm. <laughs> that that are mentioned 
in these documents. Yes. So do you want to, do you want to go through the list of uh, 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 Europeans named in the Pandora Papers? Please. Yes. I just want to actually go through... There is one that's not mentioned in this article because they have a different, more racist definition of Europe. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. And I want to see if I can get the information on that. Yeah, so let's go through some of these names. First, one I mentioned already, Andre Babish. The, uh, uh, Come on down. <laughs> uh, they are all here in the room with us. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> what else you got going on? Uh, um... Billionaire, elected president or prime minister of Czech Republic in 2017. Uh, yeah, accused of secretly paying 22 million for a villa near Cannes, France, in 2009. Uh, the money was used. Uh, it was used was channeled through various shell companies on the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you ever like run into each other? Like all the the worlds, like where they're, where they're on the Bridget, they, British Virgin Islands? That would actually be such a fun question if you'd like ever been. Because mm. they don't have to go <laughs> like as yeah. themselves. Yeah. So I'd just be curious. Because um, I like, because if that happened, then it would just be a case of just like, interviewing villagers <laughs> in like, the British Virgin Islands of like who like have you have you seen this man <laughs> like just go through like Forbes top 100 and just be like have you seen this guy um yeah, yeah so this was like a, a, a firm in Monaco that uh, uh, released this uh or this where this came from classic yeah. choice you know not not too flashy not too not too anything Monaco good choice yeah uh, Babish has personally brushed off the revelations, suggesting they merely showed he had bought some real estate in 2009. Yep. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> legal, bitch. Legal. <laughs> Ruling. Legal. <laughs> Zero consequences. His party came out on top. Um, I believe they did. Anyway, I hope I'm not wrong about that. We're going to do a. He's still up, right? Well, or I, I actually. We're, we're going to do a Czech Republic episode soon because uh, uh, um, they had an election. I want to catch up what's going on there. Uh, Milo uh, Djukanovic, the prime minister and, pres- uh, uh, and now president of Montenegro. Um, basically, my understanding of him is he's like dominated Montenegrin politics for a very, very long time. Uh, um, just kind of like running rum shot of that fucking country. Um, yeah, so what's, what's his... Uh, with the help of a Swiss management firm, uh, one under his own name, one under his son. Get a son involved. We love that. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly the billionaire playbook. Just it's just if anyone accuses you of anything, just say like I love my son. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. I wanted him to. Uh, um, you don't even have to love them. They just have to be there. <laughs> yeah, the loving basically. is extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is how they show love when you like can't be there mm. for their like. I don't know when they murder their first mate. Uh, <laughs> it's a fishing trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. I, I'm just gonna have to read this out. Uh, the trusts were funded by quote career earnings and investment proceeds, but no information about what assets the trusts held are available. Chikanovic said that the trust, which was created when he wanted to pursue business activities with his son, never had any business activity. <laughs> Cats in the cradle in the soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, that he did not invest funds in it and that he did not open any bank accounts. The records show that Chikanovich's son also owned two British Virgin Islands shell companies. All right. 
So still out on that one. This is a big one. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, mm. Ukrainian president, the actor of the... I think what, what it looks like to me like a com- more comedic version of the West Wing, <laughs> I think is what the show was. <laughs> they, were, they were too funny. <laughs> it raised <laughs> expectations too much for people going back and binging the West Wing. Yeah, that's, yeah, why, that's why they put his name in there. The uh, uh, Yeah, he's the president of Ukraine after starring in a show about being the president of Ukraine. Um, and he becomes president of Ukraine in the show by being a, uh, uh, I believe, a high school teacher that mm. goes on a rant about what's wrong with Ukraine. Oh, that one okay, of his nice. students films and it goes viral. <laughs> and then like, yeah, so. There you go. And then I guess he laundered that <laughs> reputation <laughs> in much in the same way of Kieran's Michael Jordan Space Jam conspiracy <laughs> about... Wait, what's, what's this? What is it? Uh, simp- afterwards, <laughs> there's simply no time. I just, I, do like, my frozen I do like the appearance and reality versus the appearances that like, you know, it's a classic political story across countries that like just one one person willing to speak the truth rises to the top yeah. is the is the textual level and then the reality level is famous actor gets to rise <laughs> to the top famous actor with the backing of like i believe he has the backing of like one particular media oligarch yeah uh, um yeah yeah and it's also worth pointing out that he's like the he personally is also like the anti oligarch anti corruption right uh, uh, candidate within ukraine these leaks came like a week after he uh, um, uh, he announced he was going to do like an oligarch registry within Ukraine that we briefly had a chat and like we briefly had a discussion in the group chat about this and very quickly came to the <laughs> conclusion that this is bullshit and very political and yeah, yeah. not going to be like the universal shot in the arm that Ukrainian politics needs. Um Anyway, according to the documents, he transferred so-called beneficial owner shares to a close friend and business partner before the 2019 election. The friend, Zehi Sheffer, uh, um, retained his shares even after Zelensky became president and Sheffer joined his administration in Kiev. Zelensky has not responded to the data leak. Fair enough. Keep going. All right. Here's a big one. Tony Blair. Oh, what's up, player? <laughs> May, I, why how rich is tony blair actually do we know like oh oh i think he's saving up to become uh U- english batman <laughs> <laughs> i hate being i hate being like uh, um you know uh, um slow and steady wins the race conservative savings batman just like <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, my parents were killed in the back of an opera, but to be honest, I didn't have the capital at age like twelve or whatever to get started on this. So, what age is Tony Blair? He's like yeah. eighty something. He's, the he's Joker old, is actually yeah. just a, a a local in the in the Cayman Islands who's <laughs> tired of this bullshit. Yeah, sure. Oh man, did you do know it's uh, it's not actually quite easy to find the net worth of Tony Blair? Hmm. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. Just give me a second here. According to WealthyGorilla.com. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What's up? You're listening to the Wealthy Gorilla Podcast. <laughs> these, these are some rich monkeys. Uh, $60 million? $60 million, That's a lot of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> this new branding shift we've got under. Yeah, 68-year-old. About to become fucking Batman. Uh, um... Yeah, I I 
Oh. His education startup. Hang on. The, ooh, hang on. You and Blair, the oldest of the former PMs, yeah. offspring. Oh. Son, 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 <laughs> son, 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 son. Uh, him and his good friend, son, John, Jukonovich. Uh, uh, no, PM's offspring. Jesus, I hate when, Okay. Don't call him offspring. <laughs> yeah, like we can't remind him that he's his son. Let's say offspring. Yeah. Uh, let's right click. Thesaurus. Nailed it. Uh, uh, has done very well for himself. Yesterday it was reported that his education startup, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Multiverse is what it's called, had been valued at 639 million pounds. I, um, I got a quick bar for you. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. uh, I love my offspring. Uh, his offshore bank going touching. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We did it. Um, yeah, it's been dubbed the Blair Rich Project. Cute. <laughs> that's that's yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but also saying I'm evil. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing that like I don't believe that uh, um, Tony Blair's wealth is only sixty million. At that point, if his like son is cranking out like net worth of one hundred and sixty million or whatever. Ah. Anyway, so what he did? Uh, um, anyway, he registered a UK property rental company in early twenty seventeen. That summer, the company bought British Virgin Isle entity that owned an eight point eight million property in London. By acquiring the company and not the property himself, Blair saved over 400000 in property taxes, which is legal. <laughs> uh, uh, the property now hosts the headquarters of his wife, Sherry's law firm. <laughs> Sherry Blair commented that, quote, all the arrangements made were for the express purpose to bring the company and the building back into the UK tax and regulatory regime. And all taxes have been paid ever since, and all accounts openly filed in accordance with the law. Important for this that we, uh, uh, important and underlying in this is we insist that the UK is a separate and totally not in control tax entity of the British Virgin Islands. Yep. <laughs> Just keep that, keep that going. There you have it. Yeah. All right. So this is one of a. Uh, this is a Cornish Beatty classic character. Whoopka Hockstra. <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to say it, Wapka, no one who hates Italians that much should be named that Hofstra. <laughs> Dude, throwing stones in glass houses. <laughs> yeah, sure, you're insulting some guy called Joey Pizza, but come on. <laughs> Wupka Hofstra. Um, Dutch finance minister who's um, a bitch, like genuinely mm. like a monster who stopped like Europe from handling the yep. corona crisis uh, uh, in any way responsibly. Uh, um, the uh, the Mozart to Lindner's current Amadeus <laughs> he yeah, wishes he could much. he could flex on that level. Yeah, Lindner is running because uh, what Wupka has what so Lindner could run. Um, so yeah, he acquired shares in the British Virgin Islands again company named Candice Candice Management uh, in two thousand nine, and then more shares in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen while serving as Dutch senator. Um, other shareholders of Candace Management include leading executives of the ABN AMRO Bank, a major Dutch financial institution. Cool. 
Uh, records show that Hoekstra held 627 shares in Canada's management of May 2017 and claimed to have sold them before the tax office as finance minister in October 2017. All right. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you hear that? It's the sound of a car exploding. John Daly. <laughs> Malta's former European commissioner in 2012. Uh, named as owning a company in the British Virgin Islands, and he didn't disclose <laughs> when he was national MP. He says the company was inactive, and he resigned upon learning that he was being given a cabinet job in 2008. Daly's daughters became company's directors a few months later. Okay, so cool. So not a son, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, progressive. Yeah, offspring. Yeah, yeah girl, women just want to have fun. In the British Virgin Islands. Dominique Strauss-Kahn, former managing director of the International Monetary Fund. Hell yes. <laughs> and ex-French finance minister. Used a Morocco-based company. Ooh. <laughs> Do you feel like that was a typo? He was looking for something in Monaco? Monaco. I think he has, he has a little taste. He has a little flair for the... Yeah. I mean... We know a lot about the personal life of Dominique Strauss-Kahn. He's just like, I do love Tajine. <laughs> <laughs> just like in front of a study. He's actually uh, taken all of his money out of Morocco and invested it in, a, in an NFT of a monkey in a French-made <laughs> costume. <laughs> you, do, you do not understand? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm going back to Wall Street bets. They understand me now. <laughs> Uh, he should turn like he should join, um, yeah, like Reddit or something and post on there. Yeah, would, like it's like kind of how like everyone on ironic irony Twitter loved retweeting Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Like the Wall Street <laughs> bets, I think they'd get a kick out of Dominic Strauss Khan. Oh uh, yeah, that's actually that's uh, that's uh, the task for the the listeners at home. Find Dominic Strauss Khan's alt on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, a uh, Morocco-based company to take in millions of dollars in consulting fees, many of which were tax-free. Clients include the oil company Rosneft and the Chinese aviation conglomerate HNA Group. In 2018, Strauss-Kahn created another consulting firm with the United Arab Emirates after the tax exemptions for his Moroccan company expired. Cool. Um, interestingly, two big names of these leaks is not in this article this is a political article by the way yeah so good job politico um i hope i pray and hope for all the young attractive women who work there mm. um yikes yeah. so one of the big ones is the uh, uh current president of cyprus uh, uh ne- oh my god i wish nick was here nikos <laughs> anastasiades uh, um so reason he's mentioned is that kind of widely known cyprus is a bit of a tax haven uh uh, it's the popular tax haven for russians actually so going into every country gets one cyprus has kind of been relegated to russia (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the reason it's a big deal though is that he's kind of named as knowing and facilitating this in his personal capacity as president mm-hmm. which is a bit of a no-no uh, um so Panu- uh, panamanian offshore company broker alcogel alcogal uh complained that the cypriot law firm nikos oh my god his name again and partners had claimed to nice. it nice nailed that one Kieran. i know right <laughs> <laughs> uh, um <laughs> 
Um, oh my god. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so basically, however, in the report filed to financial regulators, British Virgin Island, blah, 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 uh, he was basically working for um, a oligarch and movie producer in Russia known as Leonid Lebedev. Uh, um, here he is, I believe, drunk, holding an award. <laughs> um, yeah, he became president of Cyprus in 2013. He said that while he owned shares in the law firm until his election, he had no active role in his affairs, becoming leader of the opposition in 1997. So yeah, there, there's the the yeah he basically kind of facilitated the the tax dodging of this guy uh, while his capacity as a lawyer, and also I think helped him with like the golden passport system that Cyprus mm. runs, where you can just pay to become a Cypriot citizen and therefore a citizen of the EU, um, which again a lot of Russians use. Um, because you know while you're there, <laughs> why not? Um, you know, win in Cyprus, become a citizen become of Cypriot. Cyprus. <laughs> do as the Cypriots do, which is have a Cypriot passport. <laughs> they love doing that. Yeah. Um, the next big one, and this largely relates to our more uh, let's call it general, general, uh, uh, um, generous, inclusive definition of Europe, is uh, um the ruler of Azerbaijan, the Aliyev family. Um, yeah, they've traded in nearly 400 million pounds of UK property all through a shell company and all kind of like tax-free for that purpose. So yeah, if you live in London, your landlord is one step removed from being the uh, effective dictator of Azerbaijan. And you know what? I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) 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 Oh God. Yeah. Uh, The the whole family is supposedly involved. His daughters as well. We're also benefiting from this. So yeah. Okay. You all love each other. Okay. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) Your family's happy. Well adjusted. (laughs) Boo. So yeah, that's some of the some of the people involved. I think it's worth pointing out that um, as we talked about, like the kind of like allies uh, uh, thing that happens there of like oh we collateral damage as we were mentioning earlier. We're pointing out that a lot of those are legal. No one has suffered consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all excuses out yeah, of perspective it. Perspective is is necessary. Yeah, yeah. So like. But no more the the point of like, okay, this is the collateral damage. If this is an op, this is the collateral damage mm. we're going to put you under. Oh, while you were a lawyer in Cyprus before you became president, you were doing a thing that basically every lawyer in Cyprus was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of stuff that can be weaseled out of or... Yeah. Yeah. Or even in the case of Zelensky, ignored. I wonder if like, our banks, can they crack down on this? Like, does it hurt business? I think... Probably not, right? I mean, where else are you gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like so. that—that'd that, be the perspective of banks, right? Like, where the fuck else are you gonna go? Or like, would they crack down on on their employees leaking? But yeah, I guess they're like, no, we have the, we can, yeah, we can do what we want. Yeah, I, I like there's or whoever is leaking. I, as far as my understanding of both Panama and Paradise, there were no consequences. Mm-hmm. People who leaked it were never found. Uh, um some rhetoric and stuff but no one mentioned suffered any real big consequences except for like some 
electoral embarrassments. I think one of the big ones from Panama, um, you might remember from the time because it was caught in camera because it got revealed mid-interview, was the president of Iceland was involved in the Panama Papers. And he was like mid-interview and they started asking about this and he just like walks out. <laughs> and uh, as, as far as I understand... Smart, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a big goofball, uh, if I remember correctly. But like center-right party of Iceland, they've suffered some electoral defeats because of that. But like he's not in jail. He's, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not even completely gone from political life. It's just a case of like they're... I think they're in opposition. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very possible that they could come back nothing to say that they're like destroyed like yeah yeah but the spd looked worse than they did electorally <laughs> like last summer yeah and the spd can't even blame it on any uh <laughs> any leaks huh no exactly but yeah any uh final wrapping up thoughts here um i learned a lot actually I, like yeah. i said i've never read these and so feel like i got some some context yeah yeah i, I kind of I, I can't lie i kind of like the gossip <laughs> it's kind of gossip fun. is fun Don't <laughs> who's moving wrong. where who owns what yeah there, and there's no um it's it's for sure it's useful to know the details but you should have known this was mm-hmm. you need to make this assumption of basically everyone mm-hmm. in government running a large company anyone rich famous powerful they're doing this because like i said earlier there's no consequences if you were in that position basically you'd be foolish not to Mm -hmm. you could save so much money why would you why would you not do it Mm -hmm. and there's no consequences so just assume everyone's doing this if not they're an idiot (laughs) if not they're not gonna make it (laughs) they're not yeah probably not like the people the kind of rich people who are not doing this are probably like Famous (laughs) Famous athletes, <laughs> like the most tragic example. Yeah, yeah, of really. The people, ones getting yeah. yeah taken advantage of. The one that get taken advantage of, chewed up and spit out by the age of their thirty or whatever. Yeah. So, have to make a movie say, with Warner Brothers to launder their <laughs> their personalities. I should make an island where only athletes can that only yeah. athletes can use as a tax haven. I should, I should make. I should make NBA Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, they always go to like. Cabo and whatever on the off season anyway yeah. and so like they should just we're gonna storm city hall and take it over it's gonna be a tax haven we're gonna take it away from yeah. mexico oh my god and with that that was a that was a pretty good episode i think i, I I'm, I'm happy with that discussion i genuinely thought this topic would have been bonus episode worthy, but I'm, I'm happy to make this a a, a, yeah. a a main public episode um this is coming out monday the 25th uh if you are listening to it in berlin and it is the morning or afternoon of monday the 25th mm. uh we are doing a live show this evening 10 p.m in donau 115 donau straza 105 in neukun walk don't run to donau 115 because you're probably listening to it very shortly before we begin yeah. <laughs> wait did i say it backwards you said it backwards <laughs> <laughs> run don't walk walk, <laughs> walk don't you run. might catch the second half yeah Walk, don't run. Take it easy. You deserve it. You've had a long day. We're relaxing. You didn't get around to listen to the podcast until the late afternoon. I'm assuming something's been going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're doing a live show with uh, comedians Josie Parkinson, Ian, and Matthew. Uh, So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And yeah, it should be good fun. It's four euro entry. And if you're a Patreon, if you're a, a patron supporter, Patreon supporter, 
uh, you can message us on Patreon and we might be able to get you in for free. Although it might be too late at this point. I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, uh, until next week or possibly tonight, see ya. Peace.